to him. We gotta get out of here. But, but what about the others? We gotta go back and... Don't you get it? They're gone already. Now get in. Hang on. Prepping for launch. Bill, we can't just leave the other members of our team behind. You think I want to, Salon? They're dead. Or worse. Hang on. We're out of here. burning, Sulan. Whatever's happening, it infected everyone. Driven them insane. Ever since that old Klingon ship crashed down here and released... <laughs> Whatever the hell that is... from him. Shuttlecraft Targaryen to Lexington. We're heading back. Lexington to Targaryen. Negative. I repeat, negative on return. We have a level 5 outbreak on board. What? But how? Those survivors we beamed up. Something went wrong and they, they broke containment. Most of the crew is infected now. Gone completely mad. Killing. Eating one another like Savages. Hang on. We're not far. We can beam you to safety. I'm afraid that's negative as well. One of them bit me, Bill. Uh, whatever this is, I, I, I got it too. I, I can feel it. Feel it changing me. Not sure. Not sure how much time I got. Let it spread. I, I've armed the, the, the self-destruct. Get the hell out. Lexington! Lexington, come in! They're gone, Bill. The ship's gone. Uh, we've got to get word back to the Federation. Warn them about what's happening out here. Huh. This shuttle doesn't even have warp drive. The nearest starbase is at least six months away. Looks like we're in for a long ride then. Eric Busby presents Star Trek The Section 31 Files. Episode 4 State of Change. Controller Lorna Frost. I'd say it's good to see a familiar face. But you're not who you look like, are you? No, I'm not. 
I guess I should have expected you'd figure it out. That we're in a different universe? Rather obvious, don't you think? The ships look different. Your uniform, the Starbase. We must have crossed over in the Kelvin Expanse. I've never heard of the Kelvin Expanse. What is it? An unstable region of space where my ship comes from. So, is that what Section 31 wears over here? Actually, no. This is standard Starfleet. I've been working in the intelligence branch now that Section 31 has more or less been disbanded. More or less? Remind me to explain it later. It's a long story. Anyway, we've been looking through your logs and- Have you now? You could have asked. Your upbringing seems to be pretty consistent with the upbringing of our Karen Delana. Other than a few minor differences, the two of you seem to follow the same path in life. With the big exception of Stardate 59003.1. Stardate 59003. The incidents at Gateway Station? That's the one. The one where an alien force tried to invade our universe. Like you, our Delana was able to stop them, but the cost was incredibly high. Nosferatu fell into the rift and was lost, which meant she and her crew were lost with it. We almost fell into it ourselves. We were able to escape it, but it completely crippled the Nosferatu. Hence the new one you've got now. And I've got to admit, I am impressed. I have never seen a Constitution-class ship that's as big as a galaxy cruiser before, not to mention armed more than some small planets that I know of. (laughs) I swear, your Federation ship design went in a whole different direction from ours. Speaking of that, as pleasant as this has been, I should probably see to getting my ship and crew back home. Speaking of that... Unfortunately, getting you folks back home isn't going to be quite that easy. What does that mean? Hey, bartender! Whose arm do I have to break to get a decent drink around here? Are you ignoring me? Because believe me, I ain't exactly the ignoring type. Oh, I am not ignoring you, sir. I definitely would not do that. Oh, yeah? Then how come my hand ain't holding a bottle of booze right now? You're trying to annoy me, aren't you? You know what happens to people who annoy me? I got a pretty good guess. As does everyone down on the floor. Oh. Well, they were in my way. They were asking for it. Saurian Brandy, now! And leave the bottle. Here, here you go. Good. Now go away. Piss off, you little... Whatever the hell you're... Bug-faced species is. Commander Mack, why am I not surprised to find you here like this? Karen Delona! 
captain of the fragging USS Nosferatu. Want a drink? This will is almost good. I'll pass, thanks. How are you? Never better. Ah. Did they tell you yet? That we're in another universe? Yes. Yes, they did mention it. Ah, but did they tell you the bad part of it? That whatever brought us here closed up behind us? Yeah, they told me that too. Which makes us stuck here. Wherever the hell here is. Just hope that drinks get better than this or I'm likely to get pissed. Mac, I need you to get back to sickbay. Your body is still adjusting to... that change you went through. Ah, the old Novacron body morph. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. A new body is like a new house. It just takes a spell to settle in. Now, where did I hear that before? I understand, but you're behaving very erratically right now. I'm concerned. Believe me, I'll be fine. You should be worried about something else, though. Like how the crew's gonna take it when they find out they can't go home again. They've already been informed. So how are they taking it? Some better than others. I'm not giving up hope for us, though. We may find a way home sooner or later. Don't hold your breath on that. I once spent 400 years stuck in another reality once. Wound up spending time traveling with this dentist fella, trying to find my way home. Or was he a doctor? Ah, still having a hard time remembering things. Anyways, it took a very long time as I recall, and his technology was far more advanced than anything we've got. But you did get back. Yeah, but like I said, it took a while. Well, for the moment we're here now, and we still have a job to do. What the hell does that mean? Come along and find out. I've called a meeting of the senior staff to bring everyone up to speed. <sighs> okay, but I'm bringing the brandy. Whatever floats your boat, old man. Captain Picard's still alive over here. But he's retired now and makes wine. Guess it beat being killed by the Borg. Wine, you say? Hmm. I wonder if he needs some help in the distribution. I'm thinking the profit to be made from it. Picard wine sold here. Boldly drink where no one has drunk before. What are you doing, Laban? I downloaded the major differences from our universe to this one on my pad, Jasper. Hey, listen to this. Vulcan was never destroyed. But it looks like Romulus was fried in a supernova. There's very little left of the Romulan Empire over here. Oh, how sad. And Romulans are such friendly people. Not all Romulans are alike, you know. I dated one when I was back in the Academy. Gee, what do you want? A medal? A medal? A medal for what? 
I do not understand. Don't listen to him, Knight. Jasper's just being a jerk. I am not. I've never met a Romulan that did not have some ulterior motive for everything they do. You turn your back on him, you'll end up with a knife in it. Jasper's right, you know. I went into business with a Romulan back home once. After we got paid, she stunned me with a phaser and dumped me on some rock in the middle of nowhere. Well, what's worse is she took off with all the latinum we made. But she did give lovely umaks. Ugh. There's a mental image I could have done without. So, what's the story with you, Knight? You look different. Some of my Borg implants have been removed. The doctors over here have advances ours did not. They were able to replace my breathing apparatus with real lungs. For the first time in many years, I am able to breathe on my own. But your voice still sounds, well, like a Borg. My subvocal processor cannot be removed. Without it, I would be unable to speak. I see. So when do you guys think they'll let us back on the ship? The starbase is nice and all, but I'd like to get back to something familiar. Probably after the boss finishes meeting with the brass over here. I've heard rumor they want us to work for them. Work for the Section 31 over here? But wouldn't that be a violation of the Prime Directive or something? <laughs> Since when did Section 31 ever give a damn about the Prime Directive? He does have a point. It should be interesting to see what the captain decided to do after their meeting. hard to believe now, but originally our Starfleets were very much alike. We were explorers, boldly going where no one has gone before in order to seek out new life and new civilizations. Our primary mission was more in line with first contact than combat. But then, Romulus happened. And that changed everything. I'm curious what you mean by that. In a nutshell, Romulus was going Nova. Their top scientists did everything in their power to try and stop it, but nothing seemed to work. So, despite the fact that they hated the very thought of doing it, they ultimately turned to the Federation for help. How interesting. You know, it has been my experience that that Romulans would much rather die than ask for aid from anyone much less a bitter enemy. It was not easy, I admit. Nonetheless, overnight, Starfleet's mission went from exploration to that of rescue. Over the next few years, the shipyards at Utopia Planitia on Mars began building a vast armada, all with the sole purpose to save Romulus. To speed things along, the Daystrom Institute built a series of androids for shipbuilding. Hey, they all look like that android. Data or something. They were nothing like Data. These were just machines with no self-awareness, programmed to build ships and that's what they did. Ah, but something went wrong, didn't it? Something always goes wrong. Oh, that's putting it mildly. But yes, something went wrong. It was first contact day 2385. The irony is not lost on me. That was the day the androids became self-aware. Or at least they acted like it. 
Of their own volition, they disabled the defense net and lowered the deflector shields that protected the shipyards. Hundreds of Sith ships began shooting everything in sight. 92,143 people died that day. And you'd think that'd be the worst of it. But no. They then caused the defense satellite orbiting around Mars to start firing onto the surface. This ignited an inferno in the stratosphere. And it burns to this day. There's a massacre. In every sense of the word. And we still don't know why they did it. So, Mars is an inferno. Yes. Nothing lives there anymore. And won't for many years to come. I hate to ask, but what happened to the Romulan rescue mission? I am ashamed to say that Starfleet abandoned it. Oh, they tried to justify it by saying that with the destruction of the Utopia Planitia shipyards and the compromising of the androids, that Starfleet was more a liability than an asset to the Romulan Empire. But it's really hard not to look at that decision as anything other than a coward's way out. So, the Romulan Empire tried to fix things on their own. And it didn't work. And the star went Nova. Starfleet just left billions of people to die? That is quite... surprising. In a sense, yes. Well, I mean, there was that thing with Ambassador Spock and the Red Matter, but even now I don't quite understand how that was supposed to work. But that's a whole other story. The important thing to know is this. Saving Romulus became the Federation's top priority, to the point that all resources were diverted to the Romulan rescue mission. Resources that normally went to other worlds within the Federation. Resources that they needed on a daily basis. Resources that they were no longer getting. As years passed, more and more planets threatened to secede from the Federation if things were to continue as they were. And then, Utopia Planitia happened. And already dissatisfied planets began to wonder whether staying in the Federation was actually a liability. Ultimately, most of them stayed, but there are far more on the fence than the Federation would like. Now with the destruction of the Mars shipyard, starships are no longer being made. Well, I mean, that's not entirely true. There is the Marion shipyard on Earth, but it can't produce at nearly the capacity that Utopia Planitia did. So, with so few starships to work with, Starfleet's mission has had to change, and now the focus is on the protection and safety of Federation worlds. Starfleet doesn't explore space, then? Not in the way you're thinking of. Occasionally there are ships sent out into deep space, but that's more for the identification and harvesting of new resources rather than purely scientific research. Which is why we need you. Aha! I knew we were going to get around to this sooner or later. Not now, Judah. Go on, Controller. There are... new threats out there. Well, as I said, Section 31 has been disbanded. Dissolved and reassigned into different departments, like 
intelligence, communications, that sort of thing. All of Starfleet's resources are being used to maintain the Federation's very tenuous status quo, which means any new threats out there are being allowed to carry on unchecked. Like our run-in with the Constitution. You're catching on. For the past few months, there have been numerous sightings of various ghost ships, some of whom have been missing for centuries now. Despite the fact that they're all different makes and models, they all do seem to have one thing in common. That at some point, they all pass through the energy barrier at the edge of the galaxy. Yes. How did you know that? Because that's where the Constitution was going when we were aboard it. Kind of makes sense the other ships probably did so as well. Well, you'd be right. And thanks to the weakened state of both the Federation and Starfleet, we can't divert any resources to investigate this new threat. But you can. By all accounts, Captain Karen Delana was lost with the Nosferatu. Starfleet has no idea either you or your ship even exist. You're an ace in the hole. You could use that advantage to investigate both this threat and any other threats that pop up in the future. If you're willing. And in return, we would be doing everything in our power to make sure you and your crew get back home safely. You scratch my back and I scratch yours? That's one way of putting it, yes. If you don't mind, I'd like to discuss it with my crew. Of course. Take all the time you need. You know where to find me. And Judah's model emitters burned out again. Hasn't been working right since it got fried on the Constitution. Did you hear that vocal distortion? We really need to get that fixed. That vocal distortion is distracting. Yes, well, as much as I hate to admit it, Controller Frost does make an interesting proposal. Yes, she does, Mathis. I have a question first. Where the hell is Korg? He's returning to the Klingon homeworld. In his absence, a Klingon civil war broke out. He hopes his return will help to stabilize things. A Klingon can be somewhat um, dim at times, but but I doubt they're gullible enough to just accept him like, like a messianic figure returned from the dead. To be honest, I have no idea, Mathis, but knowing the Chancellor, he'll figure something out. But back to the matter of us, we have a choice to make. Question is... Do we accept it or not? Captain Delana just got back to me. They have agreed to our proposal. As I thought they would. And the passage they came to us from? It was fairly simple to backtrack their course and find the rift. A few photon torpedoes and it collapsed in on itself. Now, like us, they are stuck in this dimension. And what of Bishop? Somehow he continues to elude us. I want him found, Frost. I want him brought before me on his knee. I want to look him into the eyes so he knows who it was who beat him before I kill him. It will happen, sire, sooner or later. 
There's only so far he can run, especially considering there's no one he can turn to. Sire, forgive my impertinence, but I don't understand how this new ship is going to aid in our plans. Long ago, our people were on a path of greatness, of glory. We were as gods to the other races, but our destiny was stolen from us by weak-willed beings. Aliens unworthy to be known of our cause. But now, here in this mirror reality, our forces have slowly been rebuilding that which was taken from us. Through Section 31 and aid of Nosferatu and its crew, the Terran Empire will be reborn once more. Humanity will take its rightful place as the master of the galaxy. Now go. You have work to do, Controller. Make it so. Yes, Emperor Picard. Long live the Terran Empire. You've been listening to Star Trek, the Section 31 Files. Featured in the cast were Carissa DeWitt as Captain Delano, Mark Kalita as Commander Mack, Mindy Rastkeenan as Controller Frost, Ellie Hirschman as Zog, Lech Zorn as Dr. Saket, Bernadette M. Groves as Chief Engineer Mathis, Belina Cutler as Knight, Judah Fries as the Emergency Science Hologram, Brian Linz as Ensign Jasper, Kelly Linz as Engineer Leban, Stephania Lintenbaum as Sulan, Carl A. Nordman as Bill and the Darkness, Mark Olson as the radio operator, Chris Snyder as the bartender, and Chris Thompson as Emperor Picard. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Eric Busby. Script edited by Rick Myers. Sound design by Eric Busby. Star Trek The Section 31 Files is based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. Imagine the world around you is nothing but an illusion. Creatures of legend wage endless wars between shadow and light, but you never see it. Even now, dark forces threaten reality as we know it, but most people never know they exist. This is the world I walk in. I am called Byron, and these are my chronicles. The Byron Chronicles, available at ericbosbypresents.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are available.